Algar Productions. This is amazing. The music, the lights, the dancing. The glow sticks. Yes! The glow sticks. I didn't think this night could get any better. Certainly not from a tiny amount of colored light from a simple chemical reaction. But these little guys make such a difference. I don't want to assume it's because of the drugs, but Naomi, I think it might be because of the drugs. Gosh, I love you! Yeah! <laughs> and I love you and everyone else here. Uh, even Todd! Especially Todd! Computer, lower the volume on the music! I heard you both talking about me. What did I do wrong this time? Nothing! Nothing? That doesn't sound right. It's true, Todd. I- I won't deny that we came down here to have a laugh at your latest venture. My last venture? This was the last thing I had in the pipeline. I'm completely tapped out now. Well, I don't know if we and our dates will be enough to keep you turning a profit. But, Todd, I'm telling you, we love this. You what? He's right. We're all having a fantastic time. Your friend Lacerdo doesn't look like she's having a fantastic time. She's been sitting at the bar reading a book since you got here. We thought the same thing, but she insists that she's spending the evening exactly the way she planned to. Well, okay, but that's not how this rave is designed to function. Take the win, Dodd. So, you, you mean it? This really is a win? An unqualified success. We've all been so tense about... About matters that are probably classified. Macaria. I can't confirm that, but... Yes, exactly, Macaria. It sounds like you're confirming it. You know, when you step back and look at this thing, it's not anything particularly special. I mean, electronic dance music? Every culture has that, and most of what I've heard is better than what humans were putting out in the late 20th century. But... I thought you were enjoying this. We are! That's exactly my point! There's nothing special about this experience in theory, but somehow it manages to be greater than the sum of its parts. (laughs) It's one of those expressions that Ferengi have trouble with. If something is greater than the sum of its parts, there's probably a discrepancy somewhere in the ledger. Uh, but I, I will take the win. Good man. Well, I was saying to Naomi that we're probably all enjoying this so much because of the drugs. Thanks. Humans of the 1990s often partook in psychoactive drugs as part of the rave experience. The most popular was known as ecstasy, or, or molly, but seeing as most of my clientele... You mean the three of us? And your dates. Okay, and our dates. Anyway, yes, seeing as you three and your dates could be called back to your important jobs at any moment, I worked up an artificial variant along the lines of synthahol. I call it Synthaball. <laughs> I'm actually kind of proud of it. Wait, you developed this? Well, I paid someone else to make it for me, but yeah, it was my idea. Todd, this, this right here is how you're going to make your millions. Well, it would be if Damon Pock didn't own the patent. Ugh, that guy. 
<laughs> I'm just kidding. I love him too. I love everyone. Dell, are you sure you're okay over here? I've never been better. I'm currently on day one of two full weeks of leave. And since you are not on leave, I'm catching up on some reading that you weren't particularly interested in for book club. This music is nice. Watching you two and your dates having so much fun makes me happy. And honestly, it's very enjoyable being over here with a clear head while you're out of your mind on whatever Todd gave you. Naomi's on it too. Well, I heard her proclaim her love to everyone a minute ago, but that could have just been Naomi. I love you, Dal! I love you too, Naomi. Cork says he loves you too! Tell Korg I don't object to him being your partner. Oh, that's the nicest thing you've ever said about someone I'm dating! Yeah, okay, I see what you mean. Did I see you chatting with Nobs and, and my date a few minutes ago? You did. He's pretty great, right? Oh, yeah. Tarbosh? It, it, it is Tarbosh. Yeah, yeah, that's him. I think we really hit it off. He told me, let me make sure I get this right here. I punch my chest and it disappears in the crowd. Oh, uh, that's a basalty expression. I, I think it, it loses something in the translation. That makes sense. Or it would if I wasn't a linguist who speaks and understands both major dialects of basalty. <laughs> Oops. The more likely explanation is that he, like all of the rest of you, is tripping balls. Ripping balls. Are you sure you don't want to try this stuff? I'm still on self-imposed sobriety. But even if I wasn't, I'm not sure what would happen if I took a drug that makes you more horny. Oh, I uh, hadn't considered that. But you are on such a drug. So stop talking to me and go dance with your two equally horny partners. Aye, aye, Ensign. Right. Now, where was I? Oh, hang on. This alert wasn't on my pad a minute ago. Your leave status has been suspended, and you are hereby ordered to report to Shuttle Bay 4 for reassignment to the Diplomatic Corps? Ugh. Well, I'm inclined to ignore this, but that hereby makes it sound so official. No point in interrupting their fun, though. I'll just leave them a note before I go. I'm not sure. Maybe she... Uh... All senior staff from USS Endeavor to the Situation Room in 15 minutes. This is a red alert situation. Repeat, we are at red alert. We came together in the spirit of peaceful cooperation to expand our collective understanding of the universe. Twelve unique cultures from across two galaxies. Faced with complete disaster, we discovered that a single, unified coalition would be infinitely greater than the sum of its parts. And leading the charge in this unprecedented interstellar partnership is the Federation Starship Endeavor. 
Endeavor, created by Ron Algar-Watt and Maggie Robotham. Starring Kara O'Connor as Naomi Wildman, Amanda Smith as Dal Lacerto, and Jason Wallace as Kutch. Season 2, Episode 12, Birth of a Nation. Admiral on deck. That is. Please, you may all be seated. And Dr. Shang, you may continue sitting. Another frank discussion about your flagrant disregard for protocol will have to wait. The current situation is far too urgent to allow time for that right now. Ah, uh, damn the luck, sir. <sighs> Admiral Soraya, are we finally getting Endeavor back? <sighs> if only. Unfortunately not, Commander. Repair teams have pushed their ETA out yet again this week, in light of newly discovered damage from the Mickey creature. Oh, that thing seeped into every panel and conduit of the ship. We'd almost be better off lighting the whole thing on fire and building a new Endeavor from scratch. Yeah, we do have an auto-destruct for that kind of thing. I know, but after everything Mickey put us through, a fire would be so much more satisfying. Better for morale. I'd light the kindling myself if it came to that. If I didn't have every confidence in the recovery teams. Nice save, Captain. Thanks, I thought so. I have called you all here for temporary reassignment in the face of a clear and present threat to this region. Yesterday morning, the resort world known as New Raisa was officially annexed by the government of Macaria Colony. Thankfully, this was an entirely bloodless transfer of power. All personnel present were given the opportunity to vacate, and they have all since been accounted for. Oh, well, that's bad, but it could have gone a whole lot worse. Oh, it did. The reason it all went so smoothly is because Stephanie Winters and Oscar Delacorte, the Endeavour crewmen who started New Ryza, have defected to Macaria. So, including Commander Rice, that's three of our people who have abandoned this project to join whatever it is Macaria is building here? Five. Five? If we hadn't apprehended Lieutenant Turner, it would have been six. Who are the other two? Lieutenant Evelyn Lafleur, a Starfleet officer who has been serving aboard Captain Couric's ship, the Kukhead, which means the Markarians are likely to have whatever Klingon intel and technology that she had, and Petty Officer Ray Tellerez, who served under Commander Myra. So now they have an engineer, too? Well, yes and no. Tellerez isn't particularly skilled. He's a C student at best. But he has zero self-awareness and believes that he's the second coming of Montgomery Scott. So, in a way, that's a lot worse. And at 2200 hours this evening, we confirmed that the Macarian fleet, such as it is, had taken a small settlement in the Indigo Cluster. This settlement had belonged to the R until the recent unrest. But now it belongs to Macaria. Correct. You mentioned a Macarian fleet, Admiral. I did. In addition to the personnel and territory we just discussed, they have amassed a significant collection of vessels and weapons. Captain? Thank you, sir. Current intelligence lists the following assets in the hands of the Markarians. Their original generation ship, the decommissioned USS Reed, now heavily modified with a variety of weapons and propulsion systems, 
a small assortment of fighters originally assigned to Mercaria Colony's Planetary Defense Force, but now similarly modified for warp travel and offensive capabilities, the Thestin shuttle that Commander Rice appropriated in his recent escape, a captured UOS fighter from last year's incursion, and the schematics for a Genesis device, though it's currently unknown whether or not they know what to do with those schematics. I think we're safe if the only engineer they have is Tellerez. But has anyone else noticed that apart from a prototype starship that didn't work, and this terraforming project that also didn't work, both thrown in the trash over a century ago, by the way, Nothing else these people have was even made by humans? Oh, the irony is not lost on us. This message from Macarian governor Augusta Fellows went out publicly to the systems held by Macaria via subspace. And it was also sent directly to this station on a secure frequency that had once been reserved for Commander Rice. Oh god, it's because they don't actually know any other frequencies, isn't it? <laughs> Rice probably had that one written down on a little piece of paper that he folded up and put in his little wallet. Our intelligence supports this theory, Doctor. Uh, though we believe he actually had it written on his hand. Hmm. I can't believe there are people who think you're incapable of a bit of levity, Admiral. Oh, I wasn't joking, Captain. My friends, there are three pieces of literature that I consider essential reading. Three things that never leave my bedside table or my back pocket. Three shining examples of the greatness that humans are capable of. The first is the King James Bible, which is also, as it happens, a shining example of the greatness that the Lord himself is capable of. The second is a description of the famous kingdom of Macaria, written in 1641. It describes a utopia of great prosperity, health, and happiness, where vice was punished and virtue rewarded. That Macaria was a work of fiction, but through hard work and perseverance, We've seen that utopia become a reality, a true example to other nations. The third is from a Starfleet Academy commencement speech given by the great Jonathan Archer, and it really sums up our work here. I've got faith of the heart, he said. I'm going where my heart will take me. I've got faith to believe I can do anything. I've got strength of the soul, and no one's going to bend or break me. Those words reflect the unbound and unbreakable pioneering spirit that drove humankind's last golden age. And the actions we take today, the establishment of an autonomous nation henceforth to be known as the United Confederacy of Makara, were the first steps toward establishing a new golden age here in the Andromeda Galaxy. Untold light years from our once noble homeworld, which has been irreparably corrupted by centuries of alien influence. Of course, actions speak louder than words, friends. And our actions in the coming days will serve as a harsh reminder of humanity's innate superiority. Thank you, and God bless you all. I think I'm going to be sick. Oh, do you need a bucket? Because I'm a little busy with this meeting right now. There are strong indications that the Mercarians' next target may be the Ah homeworld itself. However, because Rice had access to intelligence reports for the entire Nimbus project, it's likely that he's aware of a significant weakness, the station itself. Remember, we were unable to defend ourselves from the incursion last year? Uh, sir, w with all due respect, obviously that's not the case, or uh, none of you would be here now. It was only with the help of the Ah, with whom relations are now severely strained, that we were able to contain that threat. Between those strained relations and the fact that much of the technology loaned to us by the Ah is difficult for us to operate without their assistance, Nimbus is actually in an even more vulnerable position than we were a year ago. 
We also have to factor in all the civilians Damon Pak has been beaming in since he launched his tourism initiative. Which makes an awfully tempting target for someone who doesn't mind murdering civilians to prove how tough they are. You got it. However, we've identified another potential target. If I may say, Captain, our intelligence seems uncharacteristically uncertain about all this. We usually don't have quite so many variables to consider. This is well outside my area of expertise, but if I had to guess, I'd say it's because the Makarians are unpredictable maniacs. Exactly so, Commander. So what's this other target? It's possible they have their eye on system J-11 Beta, which a small group of Romulan refugees have been preparing as a colony world. I've been working closely with the Romulans on this project. J-11 Beta is nowhere close to habitable yet. They're still waiting for the industrial replicators to fine-tune the atmosphere, which is step one on a very long list of steps. Those replicators, and all the other material assets on J-11 Beta, would be extremely useful to the Makarians right now. And so, with Endeavor still currently unavailable, we are scrambling to devise a strategy that deploys our available resources to protect all three potential targets. Commander Zot, you and Dr. Shang will transfer to Terrell's ship to assist in the defense of the Romulan colony. Aye, sir. Oh yeah, that's where I'd have sent me to. Captain Gia will coordinate with the Klingons, Cardassians, and our remaining local allies to fortify and defend the station. As for the rest of you, you're being sent to intercept Rice's fleet, hopefully before it can reach any of the projected destination. Magister Quab of the Turan Consortium has agreed to donate one of their vessels for this effort. And you'll be taking point on this one, Commander Wildman. My own command? Your own command with Commander Kutch as your first officer. We've often discussed this scenario hypothetically, sir, but I have to say... Yeah, I know, I know. I wish it were under better circumstances as well. But I have every faith that you two, as well as Myra and One Zero, are completely qualified for the job. We won't let you down, Cap. Right. Good hunting. Let's bring down some unpredictable maniacs. Dismissed. should probably get to your new command. Well, Myra's just finishing her preparations. Uh, We have a minute, Cap. Yeah, and we're worried about you. Hmm, how's that? Cap, we've been serving with you long enough to recognize when you're obviously just holding it together for the sake of professionalism. Yeah, the way you just sort of slumped over when the meeting ended, it was like someone let the air out of you. Oh, that. Well, everyone knows how much I've been enjoying spending time off on New Risa. It was nice to have a place to unwind with my various partners. To let my hair down, so to speak. What a strange expression. It's not meant to be taken literally. Well, right, because he doesn't have any hair. Mm, Sitting right here, Commander. No need to talk about me like I'm not. Uh, With all due respect, Captain, I don't think the loss of New Risa is what's got you down. Yeah, I'd be willing to bet that there are at least a dozen planets with similar surface conditions on our last geological survey. All right. All right, you got me. It's just... Yes, sir. We came all the way to another galaxy, and somehow we managed to drag the ugliest parts of humanity here with us. Captain, we didn't have anything to do with this. The Makarians set out for Andromeda before we were even born. Right. And they set up their colony 20 years before we even started the Nimbus project. No, I, I don't mean that we, you and I, and everyone else here on this project literally brought them here. 
but as representatives of the Milky Way galaxy, they still feel like they're our responsibility. Well, that seems a bit unfair, sir. It is unfair. I still feel it, but it's unfair. On the other hand, categorizing my inability to contain this situation as a complete failure is entirely fair. Sir, there's no possible way you could have- Oh, there was, there was. I kept Starfleet apprised on the situation here, and they have granted me full discretion to handle it. And that's as may be, Captain, but speaking as your chief of security, I can tell you that even with all the resources of the Nimbus Project behind us, we're not equipped for anything like this. Macaria is a colony of over 2,000 people, now with holdings on at least three worlds. Also, aren't they considered a sovereign power? That opens up a whole prime directive thing, doesn't it? They are a sovereign power, but they're also a hostile power. And Starfleet regulations are very clear on how we're supposed to handle hostile powers. That's why all our science vessels are equipped with phasers and photon torpedoes. <sighs> but you are not wrong. Either of you. There's no apparent military solution to this, nor an obvious diplomatic one. But the fact is, seven of my officers, not even counting Commander Rice, are part of this now. And all that hate festering under the surface, and I just didn't see it. I understand, Captain. I personally blame myself for not seeing the warning signs with Lieutenant Turner. Now, Kutch, you had no way of... And you did... Sir. Okay, I take your point. I also don't feel great about not catching Rice when he defected. You and Captain West did everything you could. Also, wasn't it your investigation that uncovered his involvement in the first place? Well, yeah. Then I'm going to tell you something a very wise commanding officer once told me. A good officer does everything they can to minimize risk, but it's never zero. Mm, that, that was me, wasn't it? It sure was, Captain. Yeah, it sounds like him. And I figured you were going for an ironic thing there. Did it work? Maybe a little. Well, good. I'd be happy to share more captainly wisdom with you when I get back from this important mission I'm taking command of. Surely you understand this as a fellow captain. I'm proud of you, Naomi. Of both of you. Give him hell. Yes, sir. You got it, Cap. Well, here I am, Shuttle Bay 4, right between Shuttle Bay 3 and Shuttle Bay 5. Your reasoning is, as ever, indisputable. Oh, uh, Ambassador? Good afternoon. It was not so very long ago, Ensign, that you addressed me simply as Sokar. We would, you may even recall, meet weekly to drink coffee together and discreetly judge passers-by. Oh, I recall. I actually missed that very much. Curious that you would say this when it was you who stopped coming to those weekly meetings. This would have been right around the time I single-handedly destroyed diplomatic relationships with the Ah, and by all accounts made your job significantly more difficult, not to mention everyone else's. If you believe I would hold a grudge over these actions, perhaps it has somehow escaped your attention that I am a Vulcan. And if this is indeed the case, might I suggest using my rather infamously shaped ears as a helpful mnemonic to assist you going forward? I knew you weren't holding a grudge when I hoped you weren't. You could not face me after involving yourself in such a catastrophically ill-considered series of events due to your substantial and, frankly, well-deserved shame. I thought you weren't holding a grudge. As a lifetime student of Surak's teachings, I strive to weather such challenges with an even temper. However, 
you are not a student of Sir X teachings. Morally, what tipped you off? As such, there is a strong argument in favor of you holding a grudge against yourself as part of the natural healing process. Did you just tell me I was right to go to my room and think about what I did? Anson, it pleases me to see that your ability to encapsulate the salient points of my arguments remains unaffected by your recent difficulties. Why am I here, Ambassador? We are in agreement that your recent actions regarding the Ah were reckless, irrational, and highly regrettable. Flatterer. Which is why, both in my professional capacity as a ranking diplomat, and as your personal friend, I am offering you the opportunity to correct those actions. Beg your pardon? I have, as you correctly pointed out, spent the last several months doing my best to smooth things over with the Ah. It has been a slow process, but I have made some headway, and now I find myself approaching a situation for which you are uniquely qualified to assist me. If successful, this proposed mission could repair the damage you caused. You can actually fix this? And you want my help? There's that skill at encapsulating to which I so recently referred. Mm, I don't know. I had just cashed in two weeks of leave. I am given to understand that you are currently neither dating nor consuming intoxicants of any kind. That's right. And furthermore, your two closest friends have been called away on urgent business that you're not even cleared to know about. I mean, that sounds right. I heard them call Red Alert on my way over here. By all observable criteria, there are no significant personal or recreational avenues available to you. Therefore, claiming that you would rather enjoy your two weeks of leave than join me on this mission is clearly nothing more than a feeble bluff on your part. Of course I'm going to come with you, but I can't just say that. Ah, yes. Much better to draw things out needlessly with your seemingly compulsive need to dramatize events and call undue attention to yourself. All right, so I'm in. What now? If you will proceed with me, a runabout has been prepped for our mission and we can be underway in minutes. Hang on. I know this runabout. This is the Denali. Did someone change the name again? Someone attempted to, yes. This just says Dal is? As a gesture of friendship, I used my considerable clout to request the runabout's designation be restored to Dal is Great. However, upon learning of my actions... Gia shut you down, didn't he? Indeed. In my position, I could technically ignore the captain's wishes, but conceding the point felt like the most diplomatic option. Well, it is important to be diplomatic in your line of work, I assume. However, maintenance crews have been spread somewhat thin of late, so the runabout's current official designation remains Dal Is. You know what? I kind of love that. I'm not sure I'm ready to go back to great, but I think we can all agree on one fact about Dal. She is. How uncharacteristically philosophical of you. Your dusty old Surak has nothing on me. Perhaps insulting the founder of my culture's most revered philosophy is not the best course of action. Oh, too far. Or perhaps I am now toying with your fragile, non-Vulcan emotions. Now, if you'll board the runabout, we'll be underway. After you, Ambassador. You know, when Nav told me this ship looked delicious, I assumed she was still high on synthamol. 
Now I get what she meant. The Turon modeled their ship designs on a powerful aquatic creature from their homeworld, which makes sense given that they're also aquatic. Oh, right. I heard this whole chamber we're in is typically full of uh, fluid. Their entire ship is. Myra's engineering team did quick work converting it all for the use of bipedal humanoids. Well, it does seem pretty wasteful for us not to be using those other sets of controls on the walls and the uh, ceiling. Tell you what, if this all goes well, maybe we can flip the gravity on the way home and ride back on the ceiling. Sure, that could be fun. With respect, Commander. That would not be fun for us. We would find that somewhat disorienting. And it may negatively impact our ability to navigate. Relax, One Zero. It was just a joke. Oh. Hilarious. Right. Are we all set? All departments report ready. Excellent. Please inform the station of our status and begin disembarkment procedures. Departure sequence initiated. Clear all moorings. Once we're clear of the station, take us out of the system at half impulse. Then I want warp seven. Hi, Captain. Computer, open a channel shipwide. All hands, this is the captain. <laughs> Current data points us to intercepting Rice's fleet in about four hours. I don't need to tell any of you how important it is for us to stop them. I've studied the Makarians, and I've known Commander Rice for a long time. And I can say with absolute certainty that every one of us, down to an officer, is smarter, more capable, and more prepared than they are. I believe we have right on our side. But more importantly, as a scientist, I know the numbers are behind us. So stay alert and do your best. We've got this. Wildman out. My understanding of probability tells me that we have a 50-50 chance of succeeding at this mission, Captain. Well, I'm glad you didn't say that while I was addressing the crew. How the hell did you arrive at that conclusion, Kutch? Well, either we succeed, or we don't. So, 50-50. In that respect, this situation is no different from any other. In that each scenario in life carries with it the exact same statistical likelihood of succeeding or not succeeding. Right! I don't know why people make this out to be so complicated. What you're doing to math right now might be considered torture under interstellar law. Math knows what it did. Well, as much as I'd enjoy listening to you grossly misrepresent more fundamental concepts, it's time we were underway. Don't you agree, number one? Captain? No, I was talking to Kutch. See, it's traditional on a Starfleet ship to refer to your first officer as... Never mind. Uh, Take us out, numbers one and zero. Myra? Hello? You down here? This is engineering, right? Well, I hope so. Otherwise, we've been spending the past two days prepping the most efficient kitchen in two galaxies. Ah, oh, 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 there, there you are. On the wall. That really should have been the first place I looked. I assumed a security officer of all people would have no problem wrapping his mind around the idea of an extra dimension. What with all that technical maneuvering you have to do in actual space. Well, sure, but that's out there. In here, I've gotten a bit used to up being up and down being down. How surprisingly short-sighted of you, sir. That's what a first officer likes to hear. I suppose, in the proudest tradition of senior bridge officers across the fleet, that you've come down here to pull me away from my work and ask me why my work isn't being done faster. Oh, is that how it works? I just wanted to see how you were settling in and ask if we could send any help down here. Far too accommodating. You'll never get a permanent posting with an attitude like that. Actually, it's all going quite smoothly. 
I developed a strong skill for cramming for exams when I was at the academy. I won't remember a damn thing about this ship the second we step off it, but at the moment I have a small library of Turon engineering textbooks at my immediate disposal. What's this giant crate? It's... A giant crate. You know, I've noticed something about you. You really don't like answering questions directly. It comes from spending my formative years under an oppressive occupying regime with an unwavering devotion to paperwork and bureaucracy. That's a fair point. On the other hand, you did voluntarily join an organization that's structured very much like the military where your commanding officers will typically expect immediate, uncomplicated data? Ah, but I'm in engineering. Nobody expects uncomplicated from us, given the inherent complexity of our work. And nobody expects social niceties from us, because everyone knows engineers are real weird. You got me there. Or in this case, it could just be that I know my direct superior is a Tellerite. And he'll respect me more if I lightly antagonize him from time to time. Myra Saskin, you absolute sucker. If you mention this to anyone, I will emphatically deny it. This is the captain. Proximity alert. We have encountered the Makarian fleet sooner than expected, and they will be in range in ten minutes. All hands to battle station. Listen, I know you need to get back to the bridge, and I promise this isn't me messing with you. Before you go, I have something important to tell you. Can you just tell me over the comp? I'd rather not, if it's all the same. I have a theory about the Makarians that I'd like you to pass along to the captain. And if I'm right, we'll have a better tactical advantage if there's no chance of them intercepting a comm signal. What is it? Any change, Captain? Negative. Still closing on what appears to be Rice's flagship, with a number of other vessels following close behind. As expected, they've repurposed the ship that brought them to Andromeda. I'm detecting quite a few enhancements we didn't know about before. Let me guess. Mostly in the weapons department? (laughs) I wish you weren't so good at this guessing game. You and me both. Uh, We're being hailed. All right. I guess it's time to deal with this. On screen. Commander Wildman, I had very much hoped I'd be facing off with Gia, or perhaps even the Admiral. But you'll do as an appetizer before the main course, I suppose. (laughs) (laughs) Don't don't, don't laugh at me. I I am the master of this fleet, and I will be treated with the appropriate level of dignity. (laughs) This feels like an appropriate level to me. Arnold's... What the hell are you wearing? This, Wildman, is the uniform of Macaria's Magister Militum, Admiralissimo, and Supreme Commander. President Fellows graciously allowed me to design it myself. She obviously let you pick your own title, too. The hat is what really gets me. You look like a cartoon drawing of a crazy person. I think you'll want to stay on my good side, Wildman, given that I substantially outgun you on my own. And when the rest of our ships catch up in just a few moments, I'll outnumber you 16 to 1. Listen to me, Arnold. You never respected my authority when we served together, but you damned well will now. Under that ridiculous hat and those fabricated medals that you most certainly did not earn, you're the same little Arnold Rice you always were. And I have a message for you. You are hereby ordered to surrender unconditionally. Stand down your weapons, disengage your fleet, and remand all Starfleet personnel, including yourself, for immediate disciplinary action. Oh, I was very much hoping you would say something like that. Rice out. 
Our shields and weapons are on standby. Uh, they're charging weapons, but they, even with all the modifications, their underlying technology is a, a century and a half old. So uh, it'll be a few minutes before they're actually ready. I saw that in your security brief, and that's why I tried my best to rile him up before they were ready to do anything about it. Now we should be able to... Oh, a quick word, Captain? Make it very quick, Kutch. I don't want to lose our advantage. Uh, Commander Myra suggests that uh, while the Makarians have recently laid their hands on some odd technology, it's highly unlikely that they understand how any of it actually works. Uh, she tells me that that engineer of hers, uh, Telerez, always had trouble wrapping his head around the ah uh, components we add on Endeavor. Every ship in our alliance is equipped with... Incoming quantum torpedo, Captain. Evasive maneuvers? No, Kutch. Let it get as close to the hull as possible, then push it right back at them with the off force field. Aye, Captain. Ready. And... Now! Torpedo's been repelled back at the reed. Let's see it on screen. Impact in three, two, one. Well, that was extremely rewarding. Myra to bridge. Was I right, or was I right? Good work, Commander. Now, let's get ready to- uh, I'm reading an enormous power surge in what we uh, assume to be a piece of space debris stuck to their hull. These readings can't possibly be right. Are they directing some kind of fermion pulse? Evasive maneuvers! Too late! Brace for impact! Status report! Uh, the hull intact. All personnel accounted for. All systems functional, except- My damn engines are offline. They're not actually damaged, but I have to manually restart them, and that's going to take at least a few minutes. And the reed's just gone to warp. They appear to be headed right for Nimbus Station. We've got to resume pursuit as soon as we can. I should point out that even if we were online, that ship has a significant speed advantage thanks to those thefting engines they stole. They were going to get there before us either way. Understood. Nevertheless, Captain G is going to need all the help he can get back there. Keep me posted on your progress. Will do, Captain. When you told me we were visiting a rebel encampment, the image that immediately leapt to my mind was a poorly lit place surrounded by chain-link fences with flaming trash cans about every 10 meters. Then I told myself I was being entirely unfair and that painting people with such a broad brush did not befit my new role as a diplomat. A few thoughts. I always know I'm in trouble when you take time to organize your response into bullet points. First, Perhaps my initial request was not clear. I have asked for your assistance in this mission. And while that assistance is genuinely needed, it would be a gross misrepresentation to refer to you as a diplomat. No, no, I'm pretty sure you gave me a full lateral field promotion. You are, at best, my aide. Agree to disagree. And what was your second point, fellow diplomat? A broad brush can be an extremely useful tool in this work. It is, of course, not wise to stereotype or profile, but noting the general similarities between various cultures and groups can go a long way toward finding common ground between them. I was right about the trash cans, wasn't I? Indeed. It is... Uncanny. You were really hoping some kind of wordplay would present itself to you before you reached the end of that sentence, weren't you? Correct. So what's the plan now? It is my hope that you will be able to locate one or more of the rebels with whom you made contact initially. Oh, you mean like that one over there? Lahi, hey, it's me, Dal. 
Lacerdo. Dal! It's wonderful to see you again! Please join my group as we warm ourselves by the fire. What are the odds I'd find exactly who you needed me to find as soon as we stepped out of the runabout? Given the excruciating amount of research that preceded this landing, I would put those odds at approximately one to one. Hello again. What's everyone so excited about? There's no need to be modest. We're excited because of you, Dallasurdo. You've returned to us. Well, that's very flattering. But I'm sorry to report that I'm not currently dating anyone right now. They don't wish to date you. Oh. Many of my comrades know you only by your reputation. Oh. Because you're the reason that our entire movement was able to gain traction in our struggle against our awe oppressors. I was really hoping you'd forgotten about that by now. (gasps) We would never. Listen, while it's great to see you again, and to meet with so many people who openly cheer for the things I'm still currently being punished for, I was hoping for an audience with your leader. Oh. I don't love the sound of that O. Our leader, the great and exalted Malbona Hararo, does not have time for the likes of me. Really? But you provided the intelligence that started all of this. And I know that because I gave it to you. That's true. And I was thanked for my efforts. But then I was told in no uncertain terms that the adults were taking charge now and that my services would no longer be required. So that's why you're all sulking out here by the flaming trash cans? No. Yes. But maybe if I have you with me, I'll be allowed back into the inner sanctum. Hold a moment, please. Sure, I'll just, uh, I'll just hold then. Perhaps you could pass the time by signing a few autographs for your adoring fans. I cannot tell you how profoundly uncomfortable this entire situation makes me. Would you prefer that I limit my disparaging comments to topics other than this one? No, I had this coming. Also, what kind of a diplomat would I be if I teased you but declared myself off-limits? Exactly the kind of diplomat you are now. None at all. Oh, Lahi. That was quick. I bring news doesn't sound like good news. Well, for you it's good news. Our leader has agreed to meet with you right away, with you and your companion. But not you. Not me. Well, listen, I appreciate everything you've done for me, up to and including this. When I meet this person, I promise to put a good word in for you. You do that for me? Of course. What kind of a diplomat would I be if I wouldn't? I don't know how to answer that. I have found it wise to steer entirely clear of this topic. So where do we go now? We're just outside the palace. You see that gate over there? That's the back entrance. Just go over there and tell the guards who you are. They'll let you in. Well, thank you. And uh, thank all of you. Long live the revolution. Perhaps it is not entirely wise to continue to encourage the very movement we are here to undermine. Oh, you hurt her. Nobody takes these children seriously. They obviously have no real power here. So that action was merely a desperate grab for praise and recognition. Sometimes you act as though you've never even met me. Hi, uh, it's uh, Del Lacerdo. I have an appointment with your... uh... Oh, um... Uh, yes... Thank you. Very good. Carry on. The guards appear to be carrying on, presumably in deference to your orders. Look, I wasn't sure what to say and I panicked, okay? 
Not everyone has your famous Vulcan calm under pressure. Do not sell yourself short. That slight faux pas, embarrassing though it must have been for you, was significantly less catastrophic than the last time you panicked around these same people. Every day in every way, I get better and better. Thanks for getting down here so quickly, you two. Of course, sir. It's uh, what we're here for now. Where are we headed? So, you know how I briefed you about all the potential targets that the Makarians might hit? Well, it turns out they've gone for one we didn't even anticipate. The Somri homeworld of Ree. That's the, uh, ah, protectorate where you almost got, uh, court-martialed last year, isn't it? I thought they were still in the process of, uh, being, what do you call it, uh, lifted. Oh, they are. Which is why nobody included Ree on the very long list of places Rice might consider an assault on. If I may, sir, it seems like it would make your job extremely difficult trying to anticipate Rice's next move. Yes, thank you. That's exactly what I told Captain Gia and the Admiral. It's been a considerable source of frustration for me, if I hadn't made that clear. Uh, hey, Garge, uh, we don't know what we're about to beam into down there. I could grab someone else from the security detachment for this if, if you're not feeling up to it. Well, it's kind of you to ask, Commander, uh, but you know, it's the funniest thing. Most of my anxiety just sort of melted away once you arrested Lieutenant Turner. <laughs> I have to admit, I'm still riding a high of taking that guy down. When I'd heard that you tackled him in the common area, part of me hoped that people were using the common area as a euphemism for his genitals. Not from a lack of trying. Now, Ensign... We do not physically assault our prisoners. Of course, sir. No matter how much they might have it coming. Right. Phasers on standby. Prepare for transport. Energize. Touch to Wildman. Wildman here. We're on the surface, Captain. Approaching the primary settlement where Rice's attack was centered. What's the situation up there? The reeds seem to have stopped dropping bombs on the surface. They've begun to break the orbit, but as far as we can tell, they're not going to warp. We're honestly not sure where they're heading. Naomi, I, I, ca Captain, it's the armory. Legged Fulo's armory. But Dal and Emmerich destroyed that over a year ago. They took out the structure itself, but quite a lot of the actual weaponry is still unaccounted for. We've been meaning to get teams out here, but we just don't have the manpower right now. Rice must have known that and launched the surface attack to distract us while he goes on a salvage mission. Don't give him his distraction, Captain. We'll handle things down here. I advise immediate pursuit. Acknowledge. We'll be in touch. Wildman out. Rice gets his hands on any of that stuff, we're in real trouble. The Hassium bomb was particularly unpleasant, as I recall. Elso! Cutch, old friend. It's wonderful to see you again. I only wish it were under better circumstances. Would you care to introduce us, Commander? Uh, uh, Lieutenant Torm, uh, Ensign Garge, this is Elso of the Samri. I, I got to know them when... Uh, when you almost got court-martialed. Torm, I'm not going to order you to stop saying that, but I do wish you would stop saying that. I'll take it under consideration, Commander. It is a pleasure to meet you both. We're here to assist in any way that we can. The gesture is greatly appreciated. However, we have things under control. Emergency force fields deflected the worst of the bombardment, and our crisis response teams are putting out the fires and tending to the wounded. Uh, wow. I, I knew the lifting process worked fast, but, but you're... In actual functioning civilization now? Well, I might not have put it quite so bluntly. No, but you're a Tellarite. Your culture is known for its directness. 
I assumed my remarks would be taken in the spirit in which they were intended. Yeah, I... I think I might need a few minutes to adjust to this new Elso, is all. Well, while you do that, please answer a question for me. Uh, sure, anything. How is my dear old friend and the recipient of my body pearl? How is Dal Lacerdo? <laughs> when Lahi told me that we were receiving a visit from the legendary Dal Lacerdo, hero of the people, subject of song and story, I simply had to see it for myself. Song and story? Indeed, many of both. Your importance to our cause cannot be understated. Would you like to hear one of these songs? I don't think that's necessary. Ms. Lacerto would enjoy nothing more. And I dare say I would also derive considerable enjoyment. I dare say you would. Uh, you're that ambassador, uh, Sokar, was it? You honor me, sir. Do I? I didn't mean to do that. I figured after my sixth refusal to see you, you'd get the message. My friend, the ambassador, can be a little slow sometimes. A fair, if somewhat callous, assessment. Every organization has a few, I suppose. But then I don't need to tell you that. You've spent time with my daughter. Your daughter? You'll have to forgive her, Your Excellency. She spent time with many people's daughters. Fair, if somewhat callous, assessment. Wait, are you talking about Lahi? <sighs> Such a disappointment, that one. Oh, I don't know. She seems pretty keen to me. Oh, she means well, but she's just a kid, and when she goes around claiming to be an important official in this movement, it, uh, <laughs> well, kind of undermines the whole thing, you know? We were just speaking of the dangers of misrepresenting oneself with an unearned title. And it was a point well made, my fellow ambassador. Well, I'm sure you've seen what this operation has become. Six worlds reclaimed from the Ah, with an additional nine seriously considering joining us. And since we started seizing control of their warp gates... Oh, I didn't realize you'd been doing that. Indeed. Well, they've really taken notice. That's fantastic. You're damned right it is. And next... Does there really need to be a next... Your Excellency. Beg your pardon? Well, you've made it extremely clear to them that you're unhappy with the way they've treated you. And they've obviously taken notice of how things would be if you stayed separated from them indefinitely. If? I may be misunderstanding your ultimate intentions here, but to me, this situation resembles what many cultures in our galaxy refer to as a strike. Oh, we intend to strike. To strike at the very heart of- Different kind of strike. What I'm talking about happens when the people in power aren't taking the people who support that power seriously enough. That does describe our situation. When all attempts to negotiate have failed, then you give the people in power a taste of how things would be if you weren't there to support them anymore. And it is certainly fair to say that the Ah have had this. Not only has their status quo been substantially disrupted, but they are now extremely vulnerable to attacks from outside forces. Wait, outside forces? Oh, just a pack of unstable genocidal maniacs from our galaxy. Are there a lot of those where you come from? That specific combination? Not really. The culture I grew up in, for instance, was extremely stable. Look, we obviously wanted the eye to take notice of our cause, but that doesn't mean we wish genocide on them. Oh, we know. The tactics you've employed so far make one thing very obvious. You've inflicted massive property damage, and you've claimed or reclaimed material assets as your own. But don't think we haven't noticed that you haven't killed anyone. You don't want them dead, 
but someone out there does. They want the Ah dead, and they want you dead. They want us dead too? They want everyone dead. Yeah, yeah, okay. I guess that's consistent with your description of them as genocidal. Nobody's saying that what you've done to the Ah isn't important or wasn't deserved. And maybe, under different circumstances, you could let this play out a little longer. But you're both in great danger. Right now. Today. And you'll have a much better chance of stopping them together than you will apart. So please, Your Excellency, your point has been made. And if my word has any weight in your movement, you'll take my advice and begin negotiations to reconcile with the Ah for the greater good of this entire region. This is, uh... Not at all how I expected this conversation to go. But your reputation for wisdom is well-deserved. You've given me a lot to think about. I'm pleased to hear that. And I hope I'm not too out of line by asking you to think quickly. If at all possible. Uh, Because of the imminent danger. Precisely. Welcome back, Hutch. Everything's secure on the planet? Uh, Sombri have things under control. What's going on with Rice? You were right. We intercepted the reed just as it was approaching the remains of the armory. We've been able to prevent any shuttles from getting close, but Myra detected a massive power surge that might have been transporter activity. The reed appears to be preparing to go to warp, Captain. Hutch, ready weapons. Maybe we can... They've gone to warp, Captain. Damn it! Lay in a pursuit course. Course laid in. Go! They still have those Thestin engines, Captain. And I don't think we're in any better of a position to... Oh, wait, now wait a minute. What is it? The reed has dropped out of warp. Oh, I should say, has been forced out of warp by Commander Terrell's ship. Can we catch up to them now? We have, Captain. Dropping to impulse. The Romulans are firing a massive complement of disruptors and photon torpedoes. I suggest we take a similar approach. I trust your judgment, Kutch. Hit them with everything we've got. I can't... Uh-oh. What? What happened? The Romulans have been hit with an energy pulse that... Cannot currently identify. Their hull is intact, but they appear to be listing severely. The reed is now changing course and heading in our direction. Evasive maneuvers, one zero. Try to get clear of. Report! Direct hit! Decks 11 through 14 are just. gone. Deck 8 is attempting to secure. I don't need you to tell me they've hit the bridge. Touch, one zero, brace yourselves. I'm going to disengage the gravity controls so we can evacuate via the top starboard exit. Aye, Captain. Three, two, one, disengage. Right. Through that door, then take a sharp left. We'll regroup in engineering. I haven't heard any more explosions, so hopefully Myra's okay down there. Kutch, can you get a read on the tactical situation? Yeah, I rerouted my controls to this pad and... Oh, you are not gonna like this, Captain. You remember that massive hole in the bridge? Oh, uh, yeah, I think I might have noticed that on our way out. That blast took out our shields, and now Rice is sending an armed boarding party in through that hole. Time to intercept? The first hostiles have already reached the interior of the ship. Uh, estimate 90 seconds until they figure out which door we ducked into and come after us. It's me. He's coming for me personally. And he's going to murder the entire crew because I laughed at his hat. In your defense, Naomi, it's a very stupid hat. All right, that's not enough time for us to get anywhere more secure. I guess we make our stand here. It looks like everyone has the sidearms Commander Kutch recommended, so at least we're prepared. Oh, yeah, if there's one word I'd use to describe our status during this entire ordeal, it's prepared. Everyone get those phasers ready and follow Kutch's lead on tactical positions. Let's make that a six-person formation. Myra! 
Wait, six? Is that the sentient tricorder? Finished her exosuit just in time, but I haven't had a chance to test the weapons on it yet, so it it might be best if we all sort of crouch behind her, or however you say that in tactical. Tricorder? Is that okay with you? Of the available personnel, I am best equipped to defend, and I am happy to do so. It, but, but wasn't there some legal concern about your autonomy? Uh, the, the, the whole ethical gray area of you being your own person and not working for us just because you were built to. Eh, it's a living. Right, well then, uh, like Commander Myra said, uh, Tricorder, you provide suppressing fire, uh, everyone else arrange yourselves. No time, they're through! Fire at will. That is not a small boarding party. I'm showing a second one in engineering. Yeah, they were just starting to breach when I abandoned my post. I'm surprised you didn't dig in to fight them there. No, they're not getting anywhere. They're about to get an answer to your earlier question regarding the contents of my giant crate. Something tells me it's an unpleasant answer. For them, certainly. Stand your ground, everyone. If the Romulans made it out here, that means the rest of the fleet can't be far behind. Captain, I don't want to undermine your pep talk, but... Well, the fleet is headed in our direction. But they're still over an hour away at maximum warp. There's no chance we're keeping this up for an entire hour. Well, Wildman, my boarding party has you pinned down. Your Romulan friends can't help you. And by now you realize the rest of the fleet is nowhere close to being able to rescue you. We are not going to die here. Oh, is that a surrender I hear? How can you be sure I would even accept such a thing? It is absolutely not a surrender. I know I'm not going to die here because I've refused to let the last thing I ever hear be your smug, insufferable voice. You don't have much of a choice in the matter, Wildman. You're out of options. Whereas I, on the other hand, have barely even begun to explore the... Not now. Well, what could our sensors possibly be detecting? You just told me their fleet was... Asteroids! Lieutenant, how likely is it that a massive collection of asteroids travel to this location at warp speeds and... What the hell? Lacerda to Wildman. Dow? Hi, Naomi, listen. I'm sorry I wasn't around to congratulate you and Kutch on your first command. I know this was a very important moment for you, but I did bring this entire fleet of Ah starships to help you out with your little problem. I hope that's okay. Dow? You? And the ah. Yeah, it's a long story. Let's just say you weren't the only ones on a critical mission today. I'm a diplomat now. I beg to differ. Well, those guys left in a hurry. It looks like they beamed back to the reed to assist in the... Well, whatever they beamed back to do seems like too little too late. The off fleet is pushing them back with a series of interlocking force fields. I told you they had no idea how those things work. Yeah, they're... Wow, they're really picking up speed now. What are they going to do with them? Oh, you're going to love this, Naomi. The Ah have constructed a massive force field around the entirety of the Makaria star system. And once they get the reed and every other stray vessel inside it, they intend to seal it shut. Permanently. <gasps> they're putting them inside a star shell? I told you you were going to love it. Come in. Wanted to see me, Captain. Mm, Ensign, yes, please, come in. Now that we finally have Endeavor back, we're all about to have a lot on our collective plates. There's the final shakedown crews to sort out, and then my department heads assure me that we should be able to make up quite a lot of the time we lost when we were out of commission. So I'm going to be a very busy man for the next few weeks. But 
Before all that, I wanted to take a minute to address something important. Sir? Ensign, we're both aware that you haven't exactly been in my good graces these past few months. Exceptionally aware, sir. To be entirely honest, I don't think I'm ready to forgive what you did. I might not ever be, but I think I'm ready to move past it. By all accounts, you've been making tremendous progress. Your superior officer speaks very highly of you. Your counselor assures me that you've been taking your therapy seriously. And then there are your recent actions with Ambassador Sokar. Relations with the R are quickly turning to normal, and it seems that we have the two of you to thank for this. With uh, all due respect, Captain, the Ambassador did all the heavy lifting. He just brought me along for the ride. No, no, that's the report I received from him says... You know, actually, let me pull this up. I want to get this exactly right. <clears throat> Ensign Lacerto's contributions to these efforts were indispensable, essential, and quite frankly cannot be overstated. The Ensign herself may attempt to diminish said contributions in the interest of humility, but anyone familiar with this officer should be aware of her entire lack of said trait. And any such attempts should be identified as patent falsehoods. The Ensign may subsequently respond to this allegation by referring to me personally as, quote, a catty bitch, unquote, and she would be correct to do so. A permission to... Ensign, you want to laugh, don't you? If it... if it please the captain. <laughs> permission granted. <laughs> oh. And, and the ambassador has also stated his sincere belief that you may be happier pursuing your true calling as a diplomat. You can laugh at that one too if you want, but this wasn't just some private memo to me. This this is officially on the record of both Starfleet Command and the Diplomatic Corps. I will uh, take the suggestion under advisement, sir. B wow. Well, I wasn't sure I saw it before, but now I do. All right, Ensign. We are going to be underway in just a minute here. Would you care to join me on the bridge? Sir. It probably wouldn't hurt for the senior staff to see me no longer treating you as a pariah. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Uh, after you. Status? All systems online. All departments report ready except engineering. Myrita Bridge, impulse and warp engines at full capacity and at your disposal. And Captain? Yes, Commander? With respect, sir, please try to keep them in one piece for at least the first week or so. My team would consider it a personal favor. <laughs> Understood. G out. Ah, right then, I suppose we're off. Course heading, Captain. Let's just see what's out there. While that does serve as an adequate description of our mission statement, Captain... Could you please be more specific? Second star to the right, and straight on to... Captain, the lack of an objective vantage point renders that order meaningless in terms of navigation. We really must insist on a specific heading, sir. It's a sensible request. Yeah, for what it's worth, you're kind of talking gibberish right now. You really don't want to be anything less than precise with an order like this. It also makes tactical preparation very difficult. Am I the only one here with any poetry in their soul? It's all right, sir. I understood exactly what you were going for. Thank you, Dal. Oh, and you know what? You can call me Cap. Season 2, Episode 12 of Endeavor featured Vishal Bardawaj as Saraya, Mark Bosco as Todd, Sokar, and the narrator, Christy Brannan as Zot, Leah Fryers as Elso, Devlin Grimm as Shang, Daniel Hobson as Torm, Terry Lohmeyer as the Tricorder, Brian Lynch as Malbona Hararo, Kara O'Connor as Naomi Wildman and Lahi, Joseph Ravenson as Gia, 
Maggie Robotham as Arnold Rice, Garge, and One, Aubrey Schaefer as Myra Saskin, Amanda Smith as Dal Lacerto and Zero, Sabrina Snyder as Augusta Fellows, and Jason Wallace as Kutch. It was written by Ron Algarwatt and Maggie Robotham. Original theme and additional music by Rich DeThorne. For more information, episode archives, RSS feeds, and more, go to ussendeavor.com. To show your financial support for this show and receive access to bonus shorts, visit patreon.com algar. That's double A-L-G-A-R. Production copyright 2023 by Algar Productions. Endeavor is not a for-profit production, and all concepts herein are property of Viacom CBS. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun.